Welcome everybody to What's Your Trash. My name is Stephen. This is me just coming on to say hello. Welcome to the show. Thanks for downloading it. I hope you have fun with it. Um, if you like it, uh, come over to uh, our Instagram, Watch Wrestling Pod. I haven't changed the name yet. And uh, yeah, um, let me know what you think. Um, I'm just trying some stuff and just getting to chat to my fun friends that, <laughs> you know, why not? Look, what else are we bloody doing? All right, come on. Um, yeah, have fun with it, guys, and I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. This is uh, the inaugural episode of the new redrafted version of uh, Watch Wrestling With Me, where we are going to be talking about nothing but trash and trashy stuff, trashy movies, trashy trashy music, uh, stuff that we love that is maybe um, <laughs> maybe a bit shit. No, that's not fair. I don't know if that's necessarily what I want to put out into the world. Stuff that we don't maybe get an opportunity to talk about as much with people. Uh, and my first guest uh, this week, my first guest on this new version is writer and comedian Matthew Talon. How you doing, Matthew? Thank you so much for being on. Hey, thank you so much for having me the first episode. I didn't know that until first, we started talking. Well, I mean, look, I mean, there's it's going to be on the same feed. So it's not like the very, but it's going to be the new, this is the rebranded, yeah. <laughs> the new version. The first one with where, zero wrestling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. You got it. First one with no wrestling at all. Better not, not bring up wrestling. wrestling. I won't, I promise. I really don't want to. But um, how have you been, Matthew? You doing all right? Yeah, I've been doing good. You know, just uh, sitting here in this this lockdown, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just chilling, watching trashy stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. It feels. Have you found? Fa- Sorry, go ahead. It just it feels weird because we've already a little bit discussed that we've we're done, doing. We've done I don't want to just. <laughs> I don't want to. Repeat yeah, I, we can repeat everything we said before. It's. I think it was pretty good. Yeah, it's I think pretty interesting. Some, yeah, we'll just go through that entire Grand Theft Auto conversation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but how much I don't know whether Grand Theft Auto is a good game or not. I feel like I feel like a worse person. That's kind of it, isn't it? I feel like a worse person being uh, playing Grand Theft Auto a little bit. Yeah, like I feel like I'm not. I'm a bad. I'm a little bit of a bad guy. Well, you are enjoying. Um, like the enjoyment comes from, I guess, like hurting virtual people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard to sell that as a good thing. Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, God, I remember, like, even last night, I was just, like, driving in the street, and I just veered onto the path and just knocked out about four or five people, yeah. just, like, and, like, no consequences whatsoever, and later on, and this is the bit that really, that really made me feel weird, was later on, I, I was walking in the street, and a person next to me just answered their phone and just started talking to their friend, and what that made me think was that these people exist. And then like that that was a that that wasn't triggered by anything except yeah. for the fact that it was like now time to do that. Of course. Th- do you know those mean? people have lives outside of you running over. Kind of. Like they yeah. were those five people were all on their way to something. They had an appointment. <laughs> yeah, they're all going somewhere. They like they answered the phone and he started talking to his friend. So he has a friend. He has someone who's gonna <laughs> He's miss a him. Friend. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Did you exactly. spare that guy or did you like yeah, say no, goodbye? No, to I your beat friend? him to death. <laughs> I just kicked him to death. <laughs> it was very cathartic. Um, so, um, Matthew, you are here on this first episode to chat about some trashy stuff. Um, have you found yourself, like, l- uh, watching or listening to more... I mean, I suppose you are... Re- I mean, we're all watching more TV and more movies and stuff like that. Have you found that you're anything, like, I don't know... Have you found your taste changing at all? Or are you just watching any old shit? Or yes. do you know what I mean? My taste has definitely changed. I would think that... I, I would say that, like, since we started staying inside and everything, my taste has, like, fully regressed to where it was when I was, like, 15. Um, which makes me think that, like, perhaps, like, you, you turn, like, 18, 19, you go to college, you try and get, like, more sophisticated t- uh, tastes to, like, hang out with people and be like, oh, yes, the... 
chateau wine whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> but uh well i don't know but yeah. <laughs> no, no, hey, that's not me being patronizing I, that could very well be a thing I it could be a wine <laughs> uh, if someone handed me a wine and was like this is the chateau wine i would I believe like, that was brilliant. fancy um yeah and yeah but the i would say that like this has made me think that your tastes do not really change at all from when you're about 15 years old. You just try to be mm. fancier. But uh, yeah, since this is... You, prob- you probably think like, it's kind of like one of those things where, you know, everybody says like, oh, no, I'm in lockdown. You you, you've, you've, you realize the, re- the really important things in life. Mm. Like it's, it's family and it's, it's, it's nature and it's all that stuff. So maybe it's like, I go to lockdown and I figure out what I actually enjoy is same things i enjoyed for the last like back you know yeah you learn this 20 years ago whatever you learn what the important things in life are uh which is Mm. pop punk music and seinfeld reruns (laughs) which brings us to what you wanted to chat to us about uh this week um why don't you tell us about it yes i was gonna talk about uh i had a few ideas but i ultimately decided i want to talk about blink 182 uh, and the reason mm-hmm. I selected that is because it's one of the first things I can remember loving, and it's one of the first things I can remember being ashamed of loving. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I get you. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. when did you start loving it? Def- when I was like very early teenager, like probably thirteen or fourteen, I heard their music and I was just like, "This is the sound. This is <laughs> this is music." You know. Because <laughs> before that, I was only I was into like heavy yeah. metal music. That was like my main. Oh, cool! I didn't know that. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I re- I was Metallica were my favorite band, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember I was going to go see Metallica as my first concert when I was like nine years old. Um, oh my god, really? Yeah, but then I I had a I had like a bad dream. Have you ever seen that music video for One where the guy? Oh like, yeah, when he's like the war. Of- veteran or whatever or the war the guy was he was in he was in some sort of war and then he's in like a hospital yeah and he has no arms and no yeah and he has a box over his head and i was like this is fucking awesome <laughs> <laughs> you were like yeah let's... but then i had like a dream where i was like what if i am that guy and <laughs> and i just think i'm an eight-year-old kid but i'm actually a war veteran <laughs> That's very sweet. <laughs> In a weird way, uh, <laughs> you really identified with that guy, and he just felt yeah. very. <laughs> so, what was the thinking so, then that you were? I just thought, you know, like there's no way that I can prove that I'm not that guy to myself. <laughs> oh my god! That you know, this could yeah, all yeah. be a dream, and I made the mistake <sighs> of telling my mom that, and she was like, "There's no way you were going to this Metallica concert." <laughs> what um which one was that was that the or the rds yeah i'm not sure how old they are. i think it was in 2008 or 2007 oh yeah they had they had a run of concerts in the rds um that i went to all of really uh, yeah 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 my very first concert was metallica in the rds i think it was like there was one in 2003 and i think they did the following year 2004 and then they did another one like two or three years after that mm. Um, and I remember being like a very, so I was there, man. Mm-hmm. I was the fucking guy with the box on his head and the arms and the legs. <laughs> I was that guy. I was there. So I was like, I remember being like really, I just, I remember being class. Like I just oh. remember being like so, I it, something I'd never experienced before. Cause I didn't, you know, the only shows I'd gone to up to that point was probably like, you know, um, I think I might have gone to a wrestling show before that. Um, what kind of age or, are we talking about here? God, roughly? I think I must have been. So we'll say I think it was 2003 was the first one. So that's so how long ago was that? That's um, 18, 18, 18 years ago. Yeah. So then I was uh, seventeen. Nice. So I was seventeen, and. Um, I remember my pal didn't have a Metallica shirt, but he made a Metallica <laughs> shirt out of brown paint. <laughs> that famous Metallica just... brown. <laughs> the signature yeah, color. Black sh- <laughs> yeah, the signature. Yeah, yeah. Brown exactly. on black. <laughs> it was brown on black. 
It was brown on black. And he said, it said like Metallica rocks or something like that. <laughs> I remember rocking up to the bus stop with it. And uh, he had made it the night before. And I'm fairly sure that stopped. It was dry or whatever. But he just painted brown paint onto a regular t-shirt. And uh, yeah, I just remember it being like wild. I just remember like Linkin Park getting an awful time at it. Linkin Park so- open for them. Well, it was it was the darkness, Lincoln Park, and then Metallica, and the darkness people, the darkness blew everybody away. Like everybody couldn't believe how much they liked the darkness, because I didn't know anything about them. But I just remember like everybody was like loving them. There was just like so much crack. And then Lincoln Park came on, and all people did was throw bottles at them. That's all they did. It was so sad. Even as a seventeen year old metalhead i was like this is fucking don't yeah, do this, this is so... <laughs> they're just trying they're just trying their best and especially like it's really the booking agent who deserves yeah it's not them because he was like you know who all these like 45 year old metallica fans are gonna love like some guy talking about their feelings while someone's scratching <laughs> a record in the background <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was insane to put Linkin Park. I mean, I'll maintain that first Linkin Park album is Cyber Theory. Oh anyway. my god, another thing I've re, re like regressed oh, to. Same here. Overlock. I hope those people feel really bad now because you know things haven't worked I, that that well for Chester Bennington, and I hope they, yeah, they look I, back on yeah, that I wonder. That's an interesting. That's an interesting thought. Like what? Like if yeah, you did something guy. to somebody who does that to themselves, but it was seventeen years ago, yeah. are you gonna feel guilty about it? I'd feel guilty. Mm, I mean, I feel I'd feel guilty if I. Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, no, I would. I think I'd be like, oh, I, I probably would be a bit embarrassed that I spend my youth, yeah, like throwing bottles at anybody. <laughs> like, yeah, very at very few people deserve to have bottles thrown at them. I would say. Yeah, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Particularly people who are performing. Yeah, no performers. <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't think of any performers. I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of performers, but like. Not Linkin Park. Linkin Park had a... Anyway, they had a good album. It was fun. Stop shitting on Linkin Park, everybody. Uh, Yeah, just... Everybody just go back and listen to Hybrid Theory. It's very good. Yeah, the next time... (laughs) Like, the amount of times where I've just been, like, in a bad mood and my brain is suddenly, like, crawling in. (laughs) (laughs) And it makes me, like, sadder and happier at the same time. Yeah, because it's, like, you're just headbanging, man. It's just, like, Mm. yeah. It's, like, it's such a great riff. Um, and it's like just so like, and it's you know the great thing about Lincoln Park is that anybody can sing to it. Yes, there's no, there's a melody, but there's no melody. <laughs> just you can be totally tone deaf and you can just vibe with Lincoln Park because especially yeah. the if you're if nothing else if you're not you can just do the kind of like guitars which are always just like. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So you didn't get to go to um, Metallica. You didn't get to go to Metallica. Nine years old. God, I don't even know what an experience of a nine-year-old Metallica would have been. I actually didn't know. I think my mom made the right call, to be honest. I think it would have been an I kind of think so, too. It would have been about, like, four stat, like, a million degrees heavier than anything I was used to. I think my favorite show at that time was Drake and Josh. I was not ready for Master of Puppets. <laughs> you know? But anyway, I, I liked that just because it was like rock and I played guitar and everything. But uh, Blink, I have no idea why, because I was probably like 13 years old. But for some reason, it was the first thing where I was like, I engage with this on an emotional level. I can relate to this music. It, uh... Oh, you found yourself relating to it? Well, I don't know, because I wasn't from Southern California skating. Um, there was something yeah. about the, I guess the like kind of, the emotions are very like simple and upfront with it. Whereas like you listen to Guns N' Roses, I I don't know what their lives are like. Whereas you know, <laughs> Blink that they feel like uh, like normal guys playing music and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean I I yeah I agree with that. I think I listened to so in preparation I listened to a load of um i'm still in park a load of blink one a2 really uh what did you this morning yeah for the uh i yeah i mean i think they're like what's what's interesting i think about them what's fun about them is that yeah it's that thing of like they're very it's very just it's very simple um 
what's the word like they're, they're very upfront about what's yeah they're very simple and upfront like it's nothing like they're not a huge amount of metaphors or like uh, like no, you know no. you, what you conventionally think of as poetry do you know what I mean? It's, like, it's not like it's not like a fucking Leonard Cohen song. Like, it's, you know what I, mean? I dispute that. Uh, oh, do you? No. Okay, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah. Please do. No, please I actually do. That's... I fully agree. I think what it kind of feels like is it feels like if you were writing poetry when you were fourteen, the kind of like terrible yeah. sophomore, mm -hmm. just like I feel so sad. Oh, now I feel so in love, and there's no nuance to any of the emotions. Mm. It's just pure joy, pure like angst. Um, on all those things combined, you know? Yeah, I agree. I think that's exactly what, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. It's like, it's so like, so I listened to, I listened to three albums. I listened to, I listened to the two big, well, I listened to four actually. Now, I'm wow. sorry, I started, I, I, yeah, I listened to four albums. I hope you I at least mildly to... enjoyed it. <laughs> I did, yeah, I no, I definitely did. No, I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just garbage after garbage after garbage. I really didn't see what the big deal is. And this is why I had you on, because I really want to chat yeah. to you about your shit taste. It's trash talk, because I, I want to trash you, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I, uh, so I loved... So, yeah, I mean, I guess I guess I listened to D Dude Ranch. Mm, that was the first album their... I, I bought was Dude Ranch. Mm, before. Interesting. Okay, what did you think? What's what's your thoughts on that? Well, actually, sorry, it was it was Dude Ranch and Straight Outta Compton, which were very different albums. But uh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> the Dude Ranch I thought was great. I uh, I think that it's um, kind of when you go back and listen to it as an adult, it's the one that holds up probably not quite as well as the others because the songwriting is kind of bad. I was gonna say this is kind of what I thought as well. Mm. Is that what like in in comparison in conjunction with everything, I thought that was the weakest in terms of like. I actually I think in, in terms of like the hooks were the least mm. fun. I would agree with. That. Whereas like when something like when I when I started listening to like was it take take off your take off your pants and jacket uh, amazing title I was the like joke. it's <laughs> great it's so great. Um, I thought that was like, I was like, yeah, this is bouncy. Hmm. I could listen to this. This is, this is fun. I can see like, there's, there's just memorable, memorable choruses. Yes. That really like made me feel like, I don't know, made me feel like, it made me feel like I was having fun. Maybe like I was at a party. That's exactly <laughs> what I think it's good. Yeah. That's the effect mm -hmm. that they have. And it's what, you know, we need right now is just... Yeah, on. it's a bit of a parody. And yeah, it is just hook after hook. I often find myself like, oh yeah, okay, I'm just going to listen to one song and mm -hmm. I put it on. I'm like, this is so amazing. I'm just going to listen to the next song. And then I'm like, I've listened to the entire record, the whole, like the whatever amount of time just went by, especially with that take off your pants and jacket one. It's just like hit after hit after hit. It is hit after hit. I Yeah, totally. Which is really surprised me because I was like, I don't know if I know that many outside of the like uh outside of the singles mm. so like the ones that have the funny videos yeah like them running through naked through the street and stuff <laughs> yeah 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 outside of the funny videos i didn't think i knew that many songs but actually they're they're catchy or at least they, they make songs they're like weezer they make songs that sound like you've heard them before yes yeah which is like i think weezer's biggest talent <laughs> is that like all of their songs are kind of like oh yeah i think i know this one even if it's the first time you've heard it no absolutely i would agree with that uh comparison um mm. the weezer blink one of you two thing they're both uh yeah they're both just like very very fun and they have like very simple it's not radiohead you know the emotions that you're mm -hmm. dealing with are very simple even like on the sad songs like the the divorce one it's very much just like mm -hmm. mom and dad why did you break up i'm so sad <laughs> <laughs> just like a 15 year old yeah and there's yeah you know, i want another thing that i like about that i think is difference between those two i don't know if you know this but they had a different drummer for dude ranch who then dropped yeah they had this guy I think his name was Scott, um, which I, I feel like no genius has ever been named Scott, except Scott Joplin, I guess. But it's just not a, it's not a proficient name. <laughs> you know, Scott is the guy who like passes out doing uh, like a kegger or something. 
yeah, yeah. Um, but and that one of the things that I think really like makes them uh like brilliant is the fact that it's like um the guy they replaced him with, you know, Travis very very famous. It's like there's basically two like kind of relatable, mediocrely talented musicians and then an amazingly proficient drummer that just like elevates everything uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, I, yeah i think it's because you listen to i've watched like ridiculous amount of interviews and like documentaries about them i wouldn't even care to admit it uh the the level of like bonus extra music material i've consumed no please um, i love it but it's all just like they would be saying Okay, so I came up with this riff and it was like dun 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 just like and then he came in was like and I just uh there's something to do with I think that high low that uh that really works of like uh yeah I whereas I I feel like you can it, in lots of great bands there's somebody that you aspire to be and then somebody that you can mm-hmm. kind of relate to uh yeah 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 mm. uh, that's cool that's so interesting that's i love that like that's great i mean like do you when you were listening to them were you a skater kid because i think this is like this is like pop punk obviously mm. is very you know skater sort of like when i think pop punk i'll tell you this now matthew when i think pop punk i think skaters i think kind of cargo shorts i think uh um uh what are they called uh, cons not cons what are the vans vans um and i think kind of spitting <laughs> and snot yes i agree with you and this is another thing that i love about pop punk is that it is such a like watered down version of punk <laughs> where it's like all these people what punk really is a pop punk is just a bunch of people trying to be like black flag and the misfits but they're from the suburbs and they go to the mall every sure. weekend <laughs> so they're trying to rage against this system that really isn't doing that much to them <laughs> it's just grounding them every now and again <laughs> but they they feel like they have almost equal fervor <laughs> to like the sex yeah. pistols talking about like monarchy and stuff and anarchy a lot of pop punk acts is that they're all so good looking mm. like everybody is so attractive yes like all of them like blink 22 are very attractive guys i think i think that's probably unarguable mm. yeah well they had all but those they... i feel like in the early 2000s they were like pop, pop post-its uh, not post-its mm. you know like those big pinups <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 i think so like they're they're like they're they strike me as like like they always strike me as like guys who are like um they'll talk about like farting and, and spitting and like being stinky but they're actually like looking at yeah yeah sorry. they're actually looking at you and batting their eyes a little bit at the, do you know what i mean it's like oh we're, we're like oh yeah i'm just a bit of a, a bit of a scuzz but i'm not really because i'm beautiful <laughs> yeah no absolutely it's like justin timberlake with a nose ring or something it's just <laughs> Yeah. yeah exactly absolute most minor hat tips to rebellion and it is like i i would say that like they then got me into like more genuine punk music i think that uh, one of the guys the bass player described them as like a lot of people's like fisher price my first punk band which i think is a very oh, yeah. very fair That's assessment great. you know you get into them you get into the catchy hooks and then you're like oh the descendants and uh and mm-hmm, misfits mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. again yeah, and, and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah but you that's the problem is that then some people lose sight of blink 182 and some 41 and the people who started it yeah (laughs) they're the true pioneers even though they came 30 years later than all those other guys they're the real innovators innovators, absolutely and so what what are some of your what are your favorite albums what are your favorite tracks actually what are stuff that like if you were to like Go to somebody and be like, you got to listen to Blink-182. Here's your starter pack. Oh, yes. I would say that uh, Damn It is a very good 
mm-hmm. that's like the only that's the only hit on that dude ranch album where it's like uh, i think that's maybe like the defining like if you had to mm-hmm. explain to someone what pop punk music was <laughs> that is it because it's about getting broken mm-hmm. up with it's like has some of the aggression of punk but it's like a really catchy hook um i miss you is like the obvious one but i do think it's like um like an iconic you know the mm-hmm. uh especially the way the way he says head is like i feel mm-hmm. like there's so much in uh, have you seen that it's like a meme of like mm-hmm. um i don't want I, I almost don't want to do it but it's like don't waste your time on me already the voice inside my head as opposed to <laughs> oh, i do <laughs> i'm not pronouncing <laughs> I don't know the meme, but that's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, I just think it's genius that goes beyond any intellect. Nobody could come up with <laughs> nobody could come up with saying "yed" instead of "head." <laughs> <laughs> it just comes from being a nasally voiced brat, really. And that's kind of part of it, isn't it? The nasal, the nasally voice. Mm. is like kind of part of the aesthetic for a lot of these pop punk bands as well. I think. Like, some 41 is it? Oh, so we'll get back to your, your recommendations in a, in a moment, but I just, some 41 feels like a bit of a knockoff Blink 182. Yes, uh, which I was. And I think some 41 are, are perfectly good as well. I think they have, like, obviously have, like, the, the hits. I don't know, I wouldn't know them that in depth, but the hits are pretty good. Yeah, they have, like, uh, Fat Lip. That's the, the one on the rapping. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty great. Um, mm-hmm. I, well, I, <laughs> again, I'm betraying how much I studied uh, pop punk. <laughs> This is great. Uh, yeah. Some forty one. I've listened to interviews where they like hated that they were so compared to Blink One Eighty Two. They didn't really like Blink One Eighty Two. They liked like like Iron Maiden and uh, and those sort of bands. But then they got signed to the same label and they gave them like the same producer as Blink One Eighty Two and the same publicist as because they were like f- nice. capitalizing on the success. Yeah, of. yeah, yeah. So I feel like sometimes yeah. you get that aesthetic like ascribed onto you. That's very fair, actually, and I think that's yeah, and I I think yeah, because like that they were coming out around the same time as like, because obviously MTV MTV Two was the thing, and mm. like that was like those music videos, like the the um all the small things music video, the one where they're running around naked, which I think is I'm not sure which one. That's that what's is. my age again. What's my age again? Mm. That that's those two songs were the big videos on mtv2 and then obviously some 41 and i guess they were so big that it's like yeah why wouldn't we try and redo this over and over and over again yeah as much as possible Um, and i think it really defined like a big all all the way up until like the late 2000s of like you had them you would like good charlotte which was like a knockoff of a knockoff and that they feel like the most diluted version of Cause they did you like Good Charlotte? I did when I was fourteen, but they're the one that I haven't like reassessed and still enjoy. Mm. They're the one where I'm like, okay, maybe I was a little bit, I was a little bit of a poser at this time. <laughs> 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 uh, which I was a lot of a poser. I, I, I just to track back to your early oh, question, I didn't wow. know how to skate. I, uh, I, <laughs> I didn't have Vans. <laughs> I, I was very much an aspir. I aspired to be the people who aspired to be the punks. You know. You were the good Charlotte of of uh, yeah of like <laughs> yeah good Charlotte are a funny are, are are a funny band because they have the aesthetic of um they probably look the most punk yeah well the yeah probably look the, the most the punk of them all and they've tattoos and lots of piercings and the big spiky hair mm. but they probably they probably sound the least punky yeah and again like gorgeous like clearly gorgeous people like just beautiful they're all just beautiful that's the thing that gets me and then you have people like on the flip side of that you you go and i'm okay uh, everybody somebody does everybody finds everybody is found attractive by somebody Mm. But if you look at like the British punk bands, like they're all kind of they they just they do look a bit filthy. Yes, absolutely. Nope. <laughs> you know, yeah. Nobody wants to see like nobody wants to. See, I know they're not British, but nobody wants to see like Glenn Danzig, like a naked poster or music video. Not really. No, like they're just kind of like he's just kind of filthy. And I mean, like you know, there is an attractiveness to Glenn Danzig in his misfits years. 
because he's kind of dangerous. Yeah, the danger is really what's attractive about... Uh, the, yeah, the, I think the, the most attractive thing about them is that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but if you saw them definitely. walking down the street, you wouldn't just be like... Oh, you oh, like most of the punk people could be like GQ models, whereas like you wouldn't put yeah. uh, like Sid Vicious on like the front of Rolling Stone or something. But um, yeah, sorry. So now, what what else is it? What are the the essentials? What do I? What should we list? I um, be listening to? Or what should people be listening? I to? think their whole self titled album is like a masterpiece. Uh, oh really? Yes. I okay. I didn't listen to that one. Uh, that's like the one after "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket," and it's like it's like their artistic statement or whatever. It's like we're gonna be a grown up band, but like they're still themselves. You know, they don't they mm -hmm. really don't go that far. But it's the one with the most like of the kind of like teenage poetry vibe, um, and okay, kind of like okay. we're gonna be kind of gothic. Uh, Robert Smith from The Cure is on a song on it. Uh, cool. it's very much okay, like them trying that. to do the cure uh so like always would be a song from that one which i think is is really catchy and uh, so you think that's a master you think the whole thing's a masterpiece that's interesting because i would have thought you'd say enema of the state i re-listened to enema <laughs> of the state this morning in preparation so did i i i think it's great i think it's it's consistently fucking great. Like every song on this is brilliant. Yeah, no, and it really uh one thing I've noticed listening to it today is that it's like every song is only like two minutes long and it's like right into the next song. Like if you yeah. a lot of the time there'll be like noises left from the end of the last song at the start. You just can't it all flows into each other and it's only like twenty eight minutes long. It's just Yeah. Um it's it goes by in a breeze. And I appreciate that with any sort of like I, I find like that's 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 what's neat about like a lot of pop punk is that it's quick and punk in general is that it's 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 punchy and quick and in you know it's like I, I mean I don't know like I know a, a little bit but not like a huge amount but like certainly like like yeah it's like half an hour long perfect yeah yeah you you got I things to do half an hour you want to you want to go about your life you know you don't want to be yeah you, don't be, you definitely don't want to be listening to pop punk for like two hours you don't want like a double album. <laughs> by the end you're like halfway through like the second disc <laughs> oh wow another girl broke his heart so we went to the beach <laughs> yeah no, i think i don't understand i think is like it, i i genuinely i think it's i think it's brilliant like everything's great in here like I, here's here's the thing i noticed as well um, so Adam's song is obviously very sad, mm. but it's also like, it's so, um, it's a good song. First of all, it's just a good, it's just a good tune yeah. and, and it's, but it's so, um, it's so like, this is going to sound like an insult, but it's so basic. It's so like, feel free by the way to say things that sound, I'm not going to be like, what the no, fuck did you just say? <laughs> Now you have been standing this entire time <laughs> and you've been like swinging around a bat, but that's, you know, unrelated. I presume. Ready to storm out as soon as a bad word is said about the greatest artists of our time. I know. I think like, so I think like Adam's song is like just very basic, but it feels like a song that was written by a 15 year old. Mm about them killing themselves basically like it does feel like well that's what i assume the song's about it just seems like it, it is. is yeah but yeah but it, but like i think that's exactly what it should be like that's a perfect like there's not that many like i think that's even more sort of heartbreaking in a way that it's like oh it's just like this very simple sort of um oh it, it like teenager not really knowing how to communicate his his uh feelings yes unless it's like very blunt or very like um like it's not like it doesn't feel like it's like again it's not feel like it's written by like leonard cohen or like tom waits where it's like all these metaphors and like oh but actually you know this represents this it's not yeah. that at all which i think is actually kind of brilliant yeah, and you know what? I totally agree with what you say, and I'm going to make like a grossly sweeping statement, which is that a lot oh, of talented please. artists uh, overestimate how complicated emotions are. <laughs> they're so they're so there's have such genius that uh, mm -hmm. they really 
make things so complicated when uh, and sometimes that can be beautiful but sometimes i'm really just like i'm so sad and because things suck you know <laughs> and yeah if, if you yeah. ask me to break it down any further like well what what sucks man i'd be like things things suck you know yeah and even like happiness and uh and you know love mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. like that you usually just like mm-hmm. i feel really good right now i yeah know. i absolutely agree i think like because i mean think i mean think about this a lot myself and like um through watching a lot of reality tv recently and like people talk about like love particularly as like something that's so um it's such a weird thing to try and explain that people have come up with these very bullshitty ways i i you know just like it's like oh it's like it's in a i'm in a room and uh there's like a thousand people there, but I only see one person. It's yeah. like, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. It's just, that's so unquantifiable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think there's nothing wrong with just being like, I don't know. I just, you just kind of feel it. Yeah. yeah. Like, you <laughs> you know, I can't explain it. Any of the relationships in their songs, you don't feel like any of them are, are really going to like last a lifetime, but it's also like, that doesn't really matter. Cause you feel really good right now. You know? absolutely which i think is like a a really honest sort of um opinion on relationships anyway no yeah movies are so terrible at depicting love most of the time like 90 percent of the time so bad and sometimes that can be fun because sometimes you want to believe that that is what you know but at the same time i don't want it to be every time i watch a movie it's like well you haven't found perfect happiness matthew you haven't found the one what the fuck is wrong with you But I think there's a honesty in just being, like, very plain with how you express your emotions. In, like, uh, there's an honesty in being, like, in Blink-182 doing a song where it's just like, yeah, um, I I really like this girl and we're going to hold hands or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to <go> <laughs> we're gonna go to the mall and that's kind of it. <laughs> Absolutely. Or even an honesty, even an honesty in being like, oh, we're going to be together forever. Yes. Cause and like they're 15. You believe that the like protagonist of the song thinks that it's mm-hmm. going to last forever. Like yeah. in a song like, uh, like the rock show or something where there's just mm-hmm. this, they're clearly dating. They're like 16 years old. He thinks yeah. it's going to be like, they're going to run away together and get married and stuff. Um, it's very, it's almost like, uh, like the Beach Boys or something. One of those old timey, just like uh, romantic, yeah. but also like saccharine, like bubblegum pop type things. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, but I think like with, um, well, you know, I think you probably argue both ways actually with, with the Beach Boys in terms of like, like something like like Blink One Eight Two, it's kind of I wonder is there, and you could maybe answer this because hmm. you're you know you know about the lore, you know about them. the universe, you know the lore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, like a J.R.R. Tolkien level. Of... <laughs> yeah, you've you've read all the books. Have you read any books about them? Sorry, I shouldn't get into another question. <laughs> I don't know if there are any books about them. I really should look it up. Mm. I watched like I I'll explain like the levels of I watched an MTV documentary mm. about them recording their self-titled album the one i mentioned before Uh, and then i watched like mark hoppus the bass player doing a reacts video 10 years later to that uh you know like that sort of we'll go like three degrees of separation away even from the product so i've read a lot of like interviews and magazine pieces and stuff but i haven't read any like there's no definitive text i'm waiting to write that i guess Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you, I get you. Um, Oh, yeah, so my question was going to be, um, do you think that they they write their songs from a perspective of a teenager and that's why they write them so um, simply? So that's why their songs are quite simple, but because they're because they're all in their like their big albums came out when they were in their 20s, right? Yeah, I think like late 20s. I think they were like about turning 30 and stuff. So, like, there, um, is there a, uh, like, is there, like, songwriting 
from the perspective of them as children, as teenagers, rather than from the perspective of as adults. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it's a very good question. And I do think there's a little bit of a complicated answer to it, I would say. Mm-hmm. Because I would initially say no to all of the great hits. And I think that's mm-hmm. the matter. I think they were just genuinely that immature as individuals. <laughs> Their emotional development sure. didn't progress <laughs> beyond just mm-hmm. like fart jokes and like eating Mexican food and just uh, <laughs> that sort of fleeting emotion. Right. And I think that's what brings them into that mindset. That's why teen- mm. I'd say teenagers started to like their records because they related mm. to it, but they're trying to sing these songs to adults for like a mm. decade. And then it's only when like marketing people see, oh no, kids will like this stuff. So I would, I, I think that no initially, and then I think you can see in like the last record before they break up for a while uh, that they start to, they're all like have kids and stuff. So they're trying to be more right. sophisticated. They're not very good lyricists, but I think that still makes for like great 15 year old poetry where they're trying to make these metaphors, but it's kind of like sort of your face, like a star in the night <laughs> eating my skull or something. <laughs> yeah i get you okay that's they're trying to be okay. sophisticated but they don't really it comes off as even more adolescent <laughs> so they've actually like they've managed to that's that's great that's great because the most that's immature great. thing is trying to sound really deep you know yes i mean yeah you're mm. really like it's a, there's a tough there's a tough line mm. trying to sound like really like you have a bit of depth but not really knowing what you're trying to say. Mm. So the is, oh no, you got oh no, go on. Just please. I was just gonna to finish the arc of what I was uh, the whole thing is that what I would say mm. makes me believe that is that then when they rejoin and they get like uh, I don't know there was a big scandal where the half of the band half of the songwriting duo Tom left the band to go and discover aliens to go and find alien life. Um, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is awesome. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, since then, it really feels like they've been trying to write from the perspective of 15-year-olds and their music sounds so bad. It sounds like so... Really? Imitation of an okay. imitation. Like these yeah. like 40-year-old, 50-year-old guys kind of being like, gonna take you to the prom. <laughs> <laughs> There's something kind of <laughs> off about it, you know? Like, they're probably oh, yeah, the yeah, age yeah. that they're trying to sing from. Yeah. Well, it's 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 that... Um, I, I think it's something very similar happened to bands like Weezer and something very similar happened to... Uh, a slight left field, uh, Deftones had a slight problem with that. As they kind of got older, they're singing songs about high school and you're kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's time you were... Even though these yeah. songs are class, like, Deftones, like... Like their entire White Pony album, which I don't know when it was released. I'm not sure mm-hmm. what age they were when they released it. Probably in their twenties. Um, <clears throat> a lot of that is very snarky. Um, you know, walking through high school. Like, there's a song literally, like just like walking. You know, it's like walking through the fucking uh, the corridors in school, kind of being like, kind of like amped up and like ready to fight and all this mm-hmm. kind of thing, and like. When they're singing that in their 40s, you're like, yeah, yeah all right. When you're well. like in your 40s, <laughs> yeah. at least be like, be in college or something, be doing your master's yeah. degree in your song. Or, yeah, yeah. I can I can get behind it. Same with Weezer. I think Weezer kind of like, although I think Weezer have kind of snapped out of it a little bit, mm. where they've stopped writing songs from the perspective of a... Weezer felt like they did two regular albums and then like mm. every album since then has been trying to somewhat capture something from the past to like varying success but mm-hmm. like trying to be an imitation of weezer to, to some degree yeah yeah definitely i think they've they, been in a weird like run of albums that are just kind of like yeah they're just trying to capture what was great about them now i i will say uh, as a side note their new album is very good. really yeah, I really I'm enjoying the hell out of it because it, it it's like bouncy and catchy and like it does feel it's actually sort of what we're talking about like it does feel sort of amateur poet not amateur mm. but like sort of 
you know, faux sincerity, kind of like, the lyrics are all a bit like, a little, like, a little cringe, but at least you're not, you know, singing about like, trying to get with the girl at the, yeah. at the, at the gig, at the show. <laughs> you know well, I mean? Lead Singer, I'm pretty sure, I've listened to, he like, has tried to, for the last like 20 years, has been working on like a mathematical formula to write great songs and great lyrics. Oh, really? Yeah, the way he, Rivers Cuomo <laughs> Cuomo or something. Yeah, he has yeah. like a like a an Excel spreadsheet of all different like phrases, and he's worked out like formula for the different phrases he comes up with to like put them into songs. So everything that he writes sounds a little <laughs> bit like uh, mechanical, but in like an interesting way. It's kind of fun to see somebody who's like, oh no, I'm not really inspired at all. I, I'm really interested in maths, and I'm just trying to. I love that. I think that's actually really interesting. Like, cause it, and it, it, it checks out like this album is like, none of the songs are making me kind of go, yeah, I get it, man. I'm feel, I feel, I feel nothing for these songs apart from like, this is a catchy, mm. this is a catchy tune. And I like it. And the choruses are nice and bouncy and they make me feel good, but like nothing is really like, and that would, that would I think lend itself to like this, you know, to him, like, having a formula for writing, like, a perfect song. Because none of them are, like, kind of making me think, like, God, I'm, God, you know, he's right. I'm having a tough time. Yeah. Or you're never, like, I've never heard anything like this before. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not, I'm never thinking, like, yeah, this is going to be, like, I, oh, somebody's really figured me out. Mm. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Someone's seen me. This is, like, wow. I... 10 billion people could relate to this song. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. This is a real... What I'm really getting from Weezer now is I mean, these are real toe-tappers. Mm. I'm really like, yeah, cool. This is fun. But that's what you want. Um, and you know what? That is what I want. Currently, that's definitely what I want. And do you find yourself... Do you find when you're listening to Blink-182 that that's what you're getting from it now as an adult? Yes, definitely. Because I, I think that, like some of the uh, some of the emotions have changed and also like i've listened to them so much that they're not gonna like really get me on a there's no song that it's not like the millionth time i've listened to it even to the point where like i went through like a three-year phase of not really listening to them uh around like 2017 to 2020 um and even still with like not listening to them at all for three years i thought like end of decade spotify roundup they were like way up there number one <laughs> Just to the sheer amount that I, I don't think there was a single day that went by between like 13 and 17 that I didn't listen to one of their songs. Oh, that's awesome. And why why did you stop listening to them? I don't know. I guess it was probably like I was getting into more like, like I guess you're doing that thing of like where you're trying to be more mature. Where like I got really into Black Flag when I was about mm. 16, 17. And then I was like more doing that sort of thing. And uh more like sophisticated music or whatever mm-hmm. um but i always I, I don't think i ever i don't know like even when i was in school they were like very unpopular it was like the the zenit the nadir of their popularity where like they're really big in like the early 2000s and then when i was like 16 17 uh, everything was about like arctic monkeys and that whole like uh the opposite of punk the whole kind of like i don't know what style of music they do like rock or indie or something yeah, I guess it's a kind of a they're they're like particularly Arctic Monkeys are kind of like a I guess they're a rock band. Yeah, they're like a, they're like um. I always liked them to to Oasis kind of mm. you know lads who are gonna fight they're gonna probably fight you and like are smoking. Yeah, like and they're like tough tough guys. Yeah, tough like, in, like tough. And by the way, I have like a totally irrational. Yeah hatred of the arctic monkeys from how big they were at that age and how uncool it was that i liked blink 182 <laughs> i remember i was in a band uh, and i was like the oh cool yeah but they were all so into that like whole indie scene so they would like try they would be bringing these songs to it and they would be writing the songs and i would try and play them some that i had written and i'd be like that sounds like blink 182 
<laughs> oh, you were writing songs like them. Yeah, That's cool. I was definitely like trying to yeah. trying to sound like them. I not like lyric wise, but like I just was doing riffs for days mm-hmm. of like Blink One Eighty Two style stuff. But like, what's wrong? What's they would write something like your stuff sounds like the Arctic Monkeys, and they're like, no, but but that's cool. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's like that's the thing, isn't it? It's like when you're when you're that age as well. It's like, oh yeah, you're like, what's what's the yeah, like I definitely got that, and I've talked about this before. Of that, like when you get to a certain age, you're trying to have more depth, mm. and so you like stuff that's a bit more like, oh, I know I like the, the, this. Oh, this is the, the the this is a bit more important. Yes, this is saying this is saying something. This this is this is a bit more of an important thing. And like I know when I was like, because what music? I mean, I just do a lot of metal. My metal was my thing mm-hmm. for a long time. Um, and like, oddly, I don't think I ever like, music was always a thing that I was like, yeah, I'm going to like metal forever and that's it. I'm going to listen to death metal. I'm going to listen to black metal. I'm going to listen to all that stuff and that's it. But movies were the ones where I was like, ah, yeah, no, I have to watch like the Kubrick films because that's what's important. They're saying something. And you know, I don't know what they're actually saying, but like, <laughs> something. Well, I gotta watch the, I gotta watch the Truffaut films or the whatever. All I these so, stuff. That, like, I gotta watch those. I had that phase so much, and yeah. I like, I kind, I'm glad that I watched some of those movies, but also a lot of the time in hindsight, yeah. I was not having an enjoyable experience. <laughs> yeah, and like, you wonder what is the mark of a good. F- I mean, there's probably different types of marks of a good film, but like, what is the mark for a good film? Is it to are you enjoying yourself or are you like, this is boring, but I guess this is good. And some of the movies really are bad. <laughs> some of those European movies. <laughs> yeah, I think so. This like some of them, a lot of them are like really beautiful, rich Italians feeling sad. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you have to be sad about? You're also, <laughs> you're doing great. Look at you. And that's why I think, and Blink-182 are the same. What are you sad about? (laughs) (laughs) You're beautiful. Yeah, it's incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Matthew, what what do you think of Blink-182 now? Do you want to sum up your feelings towards Blink-182 currently? The way I'm feeling about them now, I would say, is that uh, it's, what they are is like a comfort blanket. And, you know, they exist to kind of dip in and out of whenever you need them. They're not there necessarily for me to, like, be deciphering or, or listening to or having a real... They're just, like, uh, when I need, like, something to, you know, silence the thoughts or or just just vibe. <laughs> I didn't mean that in as dark a way. <laughs> silence the thoughts. <laughs> Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes they're, they're an alternative to my my brain <laughs> <laughs> oh cool yeah no i mean hey look uh, that makes sense to me um cool that is thank you so much matthew for for coming on and and talking about uh pop punk with me and talking about um blink 182 thank you for having me if you want me to do another hour on good charlotte anytime <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, uh, before we go, do you have any um plugs you want to uh put out there? Oh well, I guess I, it would be good for people to follow me on social media and stuff. I make like sketches and whatnot. Um, so I guess on Instagram at Talon Matthew, on TikTok at Matthew Talon Five, and Twitter at Matthew underscore Talon. Perfect. That's great, man. Thank you so much for being Thanks, on. Thanks, Steven. Thanks for having and, me. And uh, yeah, of course. Anytime, pal. I'll talk to you again soon. Okay.